the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. (laughs) Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Who even remembers Joe? Is it already a wrap? We're into night two tonight of this thing. It's just it's kicked off. And, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, there's there's a corpse already on ice to keep the stench from building before the end of the week. I don't know. I could be wrong. Glad to have you guys here with me. I am Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, in case you didn't know. Busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. And they bust in through a lot this week at the Republican National Convention. L- would love to hear from you. Who so far has been the breakout star for you? Who has been the winners and the losers? What are your thoughts so far? Do you think that this matches Trump's brand? Do you think that this is a MAGA convention and that it, it is in keeping with President Trump, who he is, what his agenda is, and his plans for this country? 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea Acacia. We are streaming live right now on Facebook at the Answer San Diego page. And you can join our little special little Facebook group on Facebook called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. And the man who who's also also bust a move every night of the week keeping the show rolling here is none other than dj potato skins we have a gentleman i have my veto pen drawn and ready and i have only one thing to say go ahead dj, DJ potato, potato skins DJ. DJ skin. you know for the longest time andrea i always thought that president ronald reagan would go down as the greatest president in the history of the united states man trump is sure putting uh putting up a fight because uh, trump may beat him out well, we'll we'll have to see. You know, I, I it's there are have been some criticisms over him over how he could have done some things differently. I say for anybody criticizing, criticizing, let me tell, let me remind everybody what I said immediately upon his election in 2016. I said you must have realistic expectations. You must realize that President Trump arrives in D.C. truly as an outsider, not a carpetbagger who's who's you know some Republican like Mitt Romney who was governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Then he's looking around. What seats open? Oh, let me move to Utah. You know, I got family there. And yeah, I used to live in Utah years ago. No, we're talking about a genuine outsider who faced two opposition parties when he arrived in D.C. He won the presidency on a shoestring in terms of of a team of people around him. And he did not have a machine like Barack Obama did, an entire party supporting him when he got into into D.C. On top of it, he was surrounded by nothing but deep state GOPE establishment weasels lying in wait and spying and doing everything that they could to undermine our president from day one, even cooperating in the coup attempt. So anything that he has managed to achieve during this time, how about saying thank you? 
instead of criticizing? And how about instead you call out the people who kept him from fulfilling your plans and fulfilling the agenda that you voted for? Because how about you criticize them? Because most of them were Republicans that stood in the way, not Democrats, because you know what? The Republicans had the White House and they had both houses of Congress and the Democrats, if they take control, will get rid of the filibuster. So it was no excuse for the Republicans to not push through anything and everything that the people wanted. And when President Trump stood up on Inauguration Day and said, today is the day the government gets returned to the people, that was the day that everybody decided they had to get rid of President Trump once and for all. Last night to me, I got to tell you, there was one star for me. That reduced everybody to tears. And I get teary thinking about it because I have been for so long wanting to hear somebody from the Republican Party so clearly in, in illustrative, emotional terms, yet realistic, authentic, genuine terms lay out for the American people exactly who the Democrats are. They are communists and laid out for the American people the clear choice that we face right now. That the Democrat Party are communist. I heard him say in an interview today, y'all know who I'm talking about. I heard him say in an interview today, stop using the S word. Stop referring to them as socialist. That's a nice little pleasant word. That's when people dress, that's like, that's like dressing up in a costume on Halloween. Okay. The real word is communism. And the choice is crystal clear in a way. And he phrased it in a way that I've never heard before. And it was extraordinary. I am talking about the legal immigrant into this country who might have possibly saved America with the speech last night. I'm referring to Maximo Alvarez. He spoke the truth about the Democrat Party. He said, and I'm going to read some quotes here. We're having just a few little minor tech issues here, so I can't play his actual clips for you. Um, But he talked about how his family had escaped. His dad escaped from Spain first, and then they escaped from Cuba. Multiple times they had escaped totalitarianism and then communism. And he said, and my family is done abandoning what we rightfully earned in this country. He went in to talk about, he's heard these, he's seen these people like this before. He's seen a movement like this before. He's seen ideas like this before. The same false promises of Fidel Castro are being spewed across this country right now and by the Democrat Party. And he talked about family and friends of his that looked just like him who went on to starve and to die because they didn't get out and because they swallowed the communist pill. It was moving. It was gripping. He talked about his father who said, you better not lose this because you'll never be as lucky as me. There's no other place to go. He talked about how President Trump is fighting the forces of anarchy and communism. And you know what? He's fighting it alone. He doesn't have a Republican Party fully in support of him. They're in support of the Republican Party. And we see a lot of that on display. He says, I choose Trump because I choose America. This choice is about freedom over oppression. He says when he looks around and he sees the cities and what's going on in Seattle and Portland. He says he hears echoes of what he's heard before in the past. And he feels like he's being chased by shadows that he had already outrun. He suggested everybody 
You go to you go to the Freedom Tower in Miami. And you hear the stories and the sounds. He said you can still hear the sounds of pe- people in their little boats held together with cardboard coming here with their kids who can't even swim across shark infested waters to get her to freedom. He said you can still hear the sounds of teardrops on applications to become American citizens. He said only in America could he fulfill the American dream that he's fulfilled. And you know what this country is about? He, he said he's, he's sure that his opponent, he said Trump is fighting against these forces of anarchy and communism. He says his opponent, Joe Biden, is fighting for power and not power that's going to be used on behalf of the American people. And he says, and if they win, if Biden and Harris win in November, they, he's absolutely sure that they're going to hand this country over to those forces of anarchy and communism. Make no mistake about it. And he was dead on. I had so many visions in my mind of the boat people. And I don't know why we don't see that anymore. Why don't we see people to this day trying to get out of Cuba? It, were, it reminded me. This is when I first became. I've told you guys, you long time Andrew came to show listeners. No, I have two books on my nightstand. I have the Bible and I have the Communist Manifesto. I have my copy that was given to me when I was 17 years old as a political science major at LSU. I have been so concerned because when I read it, it, I even in my little young 17 year old mind, I could see that this is what the Democrat Party was trying to get over on this country. And it's here. It is here. And I can remember as a kid, well, we don't see these boats. We don't see the people trying to escape anymore. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with my dad, and I've talked about it on the show. I couldn't understand. I can remember sitting there with my dad, who's no longer with us, seeing these people in these boats and saying to my dad, I don't understand, Daddy. I'm like, how many people they got down there? How many people in the government? How many people that are citizens? Why don't they just take their government back instead of all loading up on you know paper towel holders and, and going across shark-infested waters? And I was so young. I was a little kid. And he struggled to try to explain to me human nature, how you just adapt and you go along with whatever circumstances are thrown your way. And it just didn't make sense to me. But you know what? I see it happening in this country. Isn't that what we see happening? As people just accept that this government has come and Gavin Newsom and Democrat governors have just seized our businesses and people just going along with it. Begging Gavin Newsom, please allow me to reopen my business. I promise you I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll wear them force facial coverings under your Taliban-esque style. I'll do the six-foot distancing. I'll do whatever you want me to do if you'll please. We already see this happening here. People capitulating, submitting, just being willing to accept it. And we can not. We cannot allow them, as Maximo Alvarez said last night, we cannot allow them to take over this country because there's no other place to go. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Ryan Gerdusky, who wrote a book called They're Not Listening, How the Elites Created the Nationalist Populist Revolution and get his take on what he sees about the RNC this week and uh, whether or not he thinks that it's the right tactic to take for a Trump re-election. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super glad to have you guys here with me, especially since you not only have so many options of where to go to listen to radio and other tonight's the night two. 
of the Republican National Convention. And so you could clearly be tuning into that a little bit later tonight. It looks like Nicholas Sandman is coming up tonight. You know, I think he should show I think he should show up tonight looking like James O'Keefe when he went in dressed as kind of like Snoop Dogg or uh, Huggy Bear when he went into the to the Planned Parenthood clinics with like the long fur coat, you know, the big hat, maybe a stogie and some shades. You know, some chains. That's what I think he should be doing. Um, glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Uh, I, I so far, I think it's it's I'm seeing some hits and some misses so far. I'm super excited because, you know, although after last week's Democrat convention, I mean, really, there was no, there was nowhere, no way the Republicans could do worse than that. But I could be wrong. Joining me now um, is Ryan Gerdusky, author of the book. They're not listening. How the elites created the nationalist nationalist populist revolution. He's also a writer and he's been featured in uh, oh just a few teeny little places like townhall.com and uh, the Daily Caller. And he's also also a rabble rouser. He's kind of like me. You know, it's like I don't ad- advocate for party or poly. I advocate for ideas. And if I see something that I got to call it out, I call it out. And so that's kind of how Ryan Gerdusky is. And he joins me now. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Okay. So before we talk a little bit about your book, um, we got to talk about last night. We got to do a debrief, like an autopsy. Who killed it last night? Um, okay. I thought that Vernon Jones was fantastic. Um, he was so, so good. Uh, he was a Democrat, black Democrat from Georgia, Herschel Walker. Fantastic. The Cuban refugee, I can never get his name correct, but just absolutely, I think won the hearts of all of America. Um, so, so, so brilliant. Um, uh, they were all, oh, my co- former coworker, Natalie Harp, who uh, spoke about medical mal- uh, medical malpractice, so good, and the right to choose. Uh, then people in the middle, really, uh, the regular people were the ones who were just, I think, rock stars. Yeah. Um, Maximo, I, I did my open about Maximo tonight. Maximo, yes. yes because I same, thought, right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many, I, I think Maximo might be the new hot name. I think we might be hearing a lot of babies named Maximo about nine, ten months from now. Um, f- he single-handedly could be the immigrant that might have saved America because, it, uh, you know, I, it was it was so beautiful. It was, when he was brought to tears and he said uh, that, you know, if they took everything from me, I could not give enough back Mm-hmm. from what this country gave to me. It was just the most beautiful and eloquent thing. And I think it's just so much of what we take advantage for. It's like when we hear stories of Christians being persecuted across the planet and we take going to church for granted and knowing, you know, that the, most of the time the worst thing that's going to happen to us is we can't find a parking spot. <laughs> so, like, it's just those kinds of moments you sit there and say, oh, wow. I mean, so there's no other place to run to. It was Reagan-esque. It was... Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It, it was, was so, so, so beautiful. And it really, it, and it really, you know, we, t- we in media or whatever, we tend to throw words around like Marxist and socialist. And half the time people don't even know what it means or socialism has become cool, you know. And so, but right. he managed to bring his personal story about it and to really, it's a, it was a wake up call. Um, okay, so one of the things that stood out to me and our mutual friend pointed out today, not quite as blatantly as I d- tend to do, but I saw Doug 
Dr. G pointed out today. Oh, we can see who we can see who the Republicans are pushing out, you know, in the future for 2024. And yeah, I was aggravated by that. You know, today everybody's talking about Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. And, uh, you know, it's like, can we not get Trump reelected in 2020 before y'all start pushing out the next establishment hack for us? I I shouldn't say the H word, but I've 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 never been a fan of Nikki Haley. I wasn't a fan of hers, the way she handled things in South Carolina. And I didn't like how she seized the moment for herself last night. It was all about herself. It was all it was about how Nikki Haley was the you know, how she overcame things. Now, she's so wonderful. And how she's this and how she's that. It was all about her. Mm-hmm. And and I want people to remember back in 2015, 2016, when she did the response to the State of the Union address. She compared Donald Trump to a domestic terrorist who killed African-Americans in her home state of South Carolina. She 100 percent. She is the Republican Hillary Clinton. She will do or say anything to seize power. She has no soul, that woman. No, and and it's important. And, and she began the cancel culture. She was the one that made the big show of taking down the Confederate flag. And then, of course, Dukes of Hazard had to be taken off the TV. And Walmart couldn't sell Confederate flags anymore. She didn't bother to mention that Bill used the uh, Clinton used the Confederate flag on buttons when he was running for governor. So I'm not a fan of hers. I thought she did a good job at the UN, but I don't support her in any um, elected uh, capacity. And I, mean, I feel what, like it's what did she do at the UN? She read pre-written speeches for herself. Like, what did she really do? I mean, it's not like she discovered. I mean, uh, let's not pretend that being U.N. secretary is U.N. ambassador is like being secretary of state. And mind you, when she was U.N. ambassador, she was going to Syria, talking about how she was going to change the refugee policy in in Syria to bring more Syrians to America. It got so bad, the secretary at the same time had to have a written letter saying, please stop speaking about American foreign policy because you are speaking out of terms from what the Trump administration wants to do. Well, I and the reason why I wanted to, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm wholly behind helping President Trump get reelected. I didn't like the play. I didn't like the push here um, by the RNC and what they were doing in pushing out Nikki Haley at this point. It was obvious to me, and I'm not in support of her. And the reason why I'm talking about it tonight, Ryan Gerdusky, is because I am about MAGA. I am about putting America first. I am about sealing these dang borders. I am about these getting rid of these bad crappy trade deals that we've gotten into you know i'm trump understands that we got to get rid of this cancel culture and he's willing to fight this culture wars and i read your twitter feed tonight and they got rid of Miriam mendoza i am furious i like i am i am i am so angry with Miriam mendoza for those who don't know is an angel mom her son was murdered by an illegal alien who had no right to be in this country and was only in this country because leaders in washington and in the states and in the cities have failed to protect the American people. It is unconscionable what has gone on with these angel families. She was the only one invited to speak. In 2016, there were three of them invited to speak. She retweeted something that was very stupid and apologized for it. I got to tell you, I've, re- I've tweeted things that are stupid. Oh, well, too. Yeah, we all have. But the fact that you can uh, get canceled for a retweet, but you vote for a war that kills thousands of Americans, or you vote for a trade deal that guts manufacturing, or you vote for open borders, and you're you know not only invited to speak, but you're probably going to get a book deal afterwards, or be peddled as the next presidential candidate. This is absolutely infuriating, and shame on the RNC. It is. It makes my blood boil. It truly, truly does. Yeah, she's Donald been on my Trump show a couple of times. Never, 
Yeah, Thomas would say he would never forget Angel Family. She's the only one invited to speak. I understand, you know, he's running the country. He's not creating this entire thing, and it was five seconds before, and I'm sure he didn't even see the tweet. But right. I'm sure it was another person making the decision. Oh, yeah. How dare they not have a single Angel parent there? Well, I they think can, they're... They can, yeah, I think they're trying they to. Have other ones. Well, yeah, but I think what's happened, and and I want your perspective, your analysis on this. Um, as you, as ne- Trump is is now has a record to run on, and he wants it, it to be a ch- an achievement oriented record that he's running on. And unfortunately, he was not able to get the immigration policies and the border wall that he wanted and secure all that uh, in part because of the Republican Party that didn't back him. And so, you know, by by bringing out all three angel moms again and all that, you know, it just could be a reminder. Um, I don't know that this is the time to remind the American people that that, you know, he wasn't able to get a couple of things done that were his flagship, you know, agenda items. I understand that. And I have been very critical of Trump with immigration because I am an immigration hawk and I totally understand that. However, Joe Biden has said that if he becomes the president, he is not prosecuting anyone for the first hundred days on any immigration crime. Mm -hmm. Anyone. Gang bangers, drug dealers, human smugglers, anyone, mm-hmm. full open borders, 100 days, and they get health care if you can figure out how to do it. That is what you remind people of. Yeah. Any one of your families can be the next angel family. Yes. Are things exactly like I want them to be? No. You know, he hasn't accomplished everything on immigration. He, you know, the, the, the Department of Homeland Security is a disaster area. And, you know, Trump did not staff it well. And I will not be I will not lie to people and sit there and say that he did. However, what Joe Biden has promised is full on open borders. Yes. It is sitting there and saying anyone who can make it across to do whatever they want, they are not being prosecuted for immigration crime. The sole issue that Biden is far to the left, not only the average American, but, but Obama is on immigration. So, yes, speak up to it and sit there and tell the American public and the Republican voters who voted for Trump because he was the only one in a generation on immigration, better than Ronald Reagan on immigration, to sit there and say, we haven't forgotten our promises we made to you. Yeah, we didn't get them all accomplished. We got some things done. We didn't get all things done. But in the second term, I'm not going to stop. And you know what? Forget the Republican Congress. Second term, all the executive order. Let's figure out pedal to the metal. And that's what he's done a lot. A lot of what he's changed, the laws he's changed, the Remain in Mexico policy is the best immigration policy any president has done in 30 to 40 years, probably since Eisenhower, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It fundamentally stopped catch and release. That is what Donald that is his biggest immigration victory was ending catch and release. Talk about that. Say, I got some things done. It isn't all doom and gloom. And But, but under the alternative... Everybody can be the next angel family. Right. We don't know. It's a drunk driver, a gangbanger, anybody. Look what has gone on in Montgomery County, Maryland, where in schools you have MS-13 people raping girls in high schools and grammar schools. This is insane. Yeah. And, and it's you know, and, and you're right. He need, he could come out and say, because it's truthful, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to because, you know, I didn't have. And you know what? It would be so on brand for him to come out and bust his own party, just like he did in 2016 and say, you know what? Both yeah. parties have gotten us into these crappy trade deals. You know what? I didn't I'm have the support of my Republican Party. Ryan's, yeah. This is not Paul Ryan's party anymore. Right. And sit there and say, we're going to we're not perfect. We're getting there. I didn't have what I wanted. But you know what? Second term, 
full pedal to the metal. This is the America First Party. This is the Make America right. Great Again Party. Well, that may still I be want, the message. That may still be the message without Marion Mendoza. Um, so I know, but so, I want an angel. Mom I, I know. And you know what? Experience. You're having a fit about it. Uh, may end up getting her back rescheduled or them finding another one. Uh, you know, she's find she's another one. There's find another one. Them, There's plenty of them. There's the father who's who's uh, uh, I think he's a, a legal immigrant whose daughter was tossed into a cornfield and burned. I think it was. I mean, it's it, yeah. These stories are heartbreaking. Yeah. There's so many of them. Speak to them. Why yeah. are we having a video series where we highlight their stories? They're the forgotten Americans. Well, it's possible. It's it's possible because I got I to gotta ask you a couple other questions before we go. Okay, it's go, possible. Go, go. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm that, sorry. No, that's okay. I love your passion. You you remind me so much of me because that's kind of how I, <laughs> I, I, I handle things here on my show. Um, but, uh, you know, it's possible that they are going to do that and that, that uh, just because they've uh, removed her from the speaking schedule um, that, you know, they, they're still going to go with some video package or replace her. How about everything else? Because how about the uh, who they're reaching to? Because I think that they're on the mark right now with pandemic and BLM, and we had another shooting in Kenosha. How do you think that Trump and this the RNC is? I think they've done a good job in bringing in all the minorities. I that they the first night was overwhelmingly very, very good. I really think it was very good. It touched on a lot of stuff. Some people, you know, wasn't a big fan of, but overall, I had a really good emotional response. Tonight so far that I've seen, the work, the reaching out to working class people is what I wanted to hear. A lot of Midwesterners, they had a Midwestern Democrat mayor on there talking about the iron range, talking about bad trade deals. They're hitting a lot of the right marks on that. I enjoy that. I don't want to hear 700 conversations with the First Step Act. I don't want to hear how we're going to release prisoners. I want to hear how we can do something. To, I mean, because Democrats... They refuse to even bring up the rising crime rate as if it as if it didn't exist right now, as if Kenosha and all the rest of it didn't didn't happen. That is horrific. And and they are just they're just turning a blind eye to this. I think it's so, 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 so important right now to sit there and highlight the fact that there is lawlessness in these Democrat controlled towns and in the Republican controls like Miami. They did not play around whatsoever. So. Uh, you know, I, I think that the question of law and order is really, really paramount, especially because Joe Biden just refuses to acknowledge it like it's not happening. I mean, yeah. it's extremely bizarre. Well, I liked how the McCluskeys, you know, they're they're the face of the, the fact that so they're great. They're yeah, so great. They were awesome because they're the face of the fact that you got these coronavirus shutdowns where Joe Biden's talking about, hey, Fauci tells me to shut everything down. I'm going to. And, you know, and so then you're going to be sitting at home and, uh, you know, with BLM protesters uh, like who who else? saw the video of these poor people trying to eat a meal outside of dc and this mob comes and surrounds them you know imagine you know that that's going to be our future if biden and harris win you're going to be locked into your homes and and they're going to they're going to be coming around thinking they got the right to seize your property and don't think you're going to be able to use your guns to defend yourselves so i think right. that they, what i say all the time about joe biden is joe biden is promising the social radicalism of the aoc and bernie sanders with the economic and foreign policy of hillary clinton which is means we gut your jobs in middle America, we send them to, we empower the Chinese Communist Party, we send your sons and daughters to fight in these never-ending wars throughout the entire world. Oh, and by the way, we're tearing down your statues, and if your neighborhood burns down, it burns down. 
Well, um, I think so far the RNC is doing a, a good job in countering the, it's the much, Democrats. It's not, as, it's not nearly as cringy as the Democrat, the Democrat no. National Convention. No. Oh, my God, that was the cringy. <laughs> <laughs> when that guy came out at the end of the first night to sing that song, the 60s protest song, he was in a cape and a blouse, I was... I, I have two Democrat roommates. I showed them the video and they go, was there no one else with it? It looked like I had done drugs. I was like, I don't remember doing quaaludes. What is going on? It's like a bad acid flashback. It was. It was a bad acid trip. That's what they might have been doing when they were taping. I have no idea. Crazy. Well, thank you for being here and making me laugh. We didn't have much of a, any chance to talk about your book. Everybody needs to get it. They're not listening. They're not listening. Hobby Elite Create the National Populist Revolution, available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Books a million, Target, Walmart, wherever books are sold. All right. Well, thank you so much. And everybody also needs to follow Ryan on Twitter because you've got a great Twitter feed, and I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. All right. Now, uh, stay tuned. We we got more to come. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, she was on video today saying something that was crazier and more cuckoo than you would even imagine. Um We've got a story about, uh, speaking of more cancel culture stories, we, we just got a lot more to talk about, so come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show. Especially for hardworking people hoping to rise. Instead, we must focus on the promise of the American journey. I know that journey well. My grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton, and he never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation full of potential seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. God bless you. And Father, please continue blessing the United States of America. God bless. That, of course, uh, was Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. Many people uh, were saying that was the breakout uh, star from last night. That was the speech of the moment. And it was extraordinary. And what I love about this is, first of all, I don't think that there's one line that would that really emerged from the Democrats. It was like a catch line, you know, like be in a commercial or be on a bumper sticker. There was quite a few from last night for, for, from uh, last first night of the Republican Party from Moximo had a million. So I choose Trump because I choose, choose America, even Nikki Haley, America is not a racist nation. People are like aghast by that today. She said it, which, you know, even though I'm not a fan of hers, it needed to be said. We're not a racist nation. Uh, From cotton to Congress, 
just says it all from cotton to Congress. The, tonight's theme, all this week, the theme is about the, uh, the greatness of America. Tonight is about the land of opportunity. And even though Tim Scott uh, last night was about the land of heroes, I think it was, or land of promise, uh, tonight's theme is land of opportunity. Doesn't that say it all? Land of opportunity. Even a family that came from that kind of extreme poverty, came out of that kind of uh, when America was at its most racist. He has, he has now gone into Congress. House of Representatives and then the Senate. And people are talking about him becoming president of the United States. Barack Obama, we have already had. There's nothing historic going on with the Biden-Harris ticket. We have already had the first president, black president of the United States of America. America is not a racist nation. It's also not a communist nation, even though the left wants to make it be so. Tim Scott's story is about how it, you, this country is founded on the concept of opportunity. And it it's truly is opportunity for all at this point. There is no law that allows anybody to discriminate about against anybody in this country. The only thing holding you back is whether or not you're willing to work hard enough for it, as Maximo said last night. There's nothing holding you back that has anything to do with your skin color. So you have no right, even because you don't like something that a police officer does, you have no right to be going and burning down businesses. Did you see the tears, you Democrat Party? You wanted to talk about empathy and how Joe Biden is a nice guy. Jesse Waters said it right today. Nice guys don't allow Marxists and terrorists to go into communities and burn down businesses that that families have spent decades in building. There's nothing holding you back in this country but your own work ethic. So go and get some instead of going around. I want everybody to Google that video of this young couple, this young white couple surrounded by a terrorist mob because they refused to put their fist up in support of Black Lives Matter. It was outrageous. But remember Maxine Waters? Remember they, when they ran Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders out of a restaurant? And they ran Pam Bondi out of a restaurant. Maxine Waters was like, I want you to, you know, she encouraged this mob. The Democrats are encouraging anarchy and communism. Um, one of the things that I hope is going to be talked about tonight, I haven't heard it mentioned yet, is, is the deep state. And the coup attempt that happened and the weaponized FBI and DOJ. Uh, Pam Bondi, she might have talked about it tonight. But I want to I want to hear some of that because this is real, because you can't you can't hit it to hit the points home about what the Democrats want to do about uh, like Maximo Alvarez talked about anarchy, the 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 anarchy and the communism are the two areas that President Trump fights without talking about a government that oppresses its people and targets them to throw them in jail for their politics. Tell me, that's not Fidel Castro's Cuba. Um. Before we take a break, uh, oh, you know, one more thing about last night. When I posted on Facebook, you know, what were the highlights from you last night? Ryan Gerdeski touched on a little bit, um, mentioned it, and so did one of my Facebook friends. I think it was Sandra Kinslow, uh, talked about the gal who was there for Right to Try. Uh, here we've got Democrats continuing even even when we've got coronavirus case counts and death mortality rates and hospitalizations and all that going way down they are continuing to increase the grip uh, to destroy us economically all under the guise of, of of public health and taking care of our health and we're all in this together the same people pushing that nonsense of forced facial coverings we got to keep schools closed and joe biden threatening to shut down everything are the same people that were telling cancer patients that you couldn't take some experimental 
medication that was that was not fully approved by the FDA. Oh, you know, we're going to have to let you die from cancer because the the drug that's in part of a clinical trial right now hasn't fully been approved by the FDA. It's not safe for you to take, so we're going to have to let you die. I'm not kidding you. That's where this government was at until President Trump stepped in with the right to try. And there was a cancer survivor that survived cancer. So no, it's not the Democrat Party that cares about your health. It's not the Democrat Party that's the party of empathy. There's nothing nice in telling somebody dying from cancer that we're not going to allow you to take a drug that might save your life because it, it, it might make you sick or it, it's not fully approved yet. So we're going to have to let you die for your own good instead of letting you take some medication. Of course, these are also the same people that um, decriminalized it and made it legal for somebody to intentionally give you HIV. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. I got a couple of um, cancel stories. American Airlines is in the news. What do y'all hear this? Um, so we've got a little bit more as we round out tonight's show. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Just catching up on Twitter a little bit during the break. Uh, Tiffany Trump uh, spoke earlier. By the way, uh, Trump's got, it, it, he doesn't have an ugly one in the bunch, man. His kids are gorgeous. Uh, she's a, she's as beautiful as Ivanka. Anyway, I'm seeing great, great things about her speech. Um, that she talked about media pushing narratives and manipulation of information that we received. This is Molly Hemingway from The Federalist. Says it impedes our freedoms and keeps us from being able to make their own decisions. Says it fosters unnecessary fear and divisiveness. Um, make America Great Again is not a slogan for my father. It's what drives him, Tiffany Trump said. Um, wow. Um, she just graduated from Georgetown Law School, by the way. So she's beautiful and smart. He doesn't have a dumb one in the bunch either. Um, in America, Tiffany Trump said, your life is yours to chart. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Nicholas Salmon on Twitter, everybody said he was a hit. I'm not seeing that he landed in a helicopter, though, and jumped out wearing a full-length fur coat and pimp hat. That would, have been, that would have been epic. But yeah, I would have preferred that. Um, but yeah, Trump with the, with the jeans on the smarts and the looks. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, not so smart. Can we, this is our not so smart segment. Guess what chain of fast food has, has changed their slogan uh, that they've had in place since 1939, I think it was. Well, I know in and out safe because they're not going to kowtow to anything political. So what is it? Okay. Um. <laughs> Don't destroy one of my favorites, please. Do you, well, do you eat KFC? Uh, on a, on a, on a, on occasion, it can be a guilty pleasure. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not a huge, I've never been as a kid. Um, I never ate a, I never ate a McDonald's burger as a kid. I was, I've never been a fast food burger person. I don't even like in and out burgers. If I go to fast Whoa, food. Whoa, what did you just say? Hang yeah, on. If I go to fast food, it's not a burger. I need a burger to be home handmade patty at home. Okay. Even as a kid, I didn't like fast food burgers, but I love me some KFC, KFC and Popeye's. So KFC, <laughs> KFC founded in the 30s, came out with their slogan in the 50s. You know what their Finger famous slogan? Finger licking good. Finger licking good. They've decided now, they put out a statement today. Oh, no. Yes. No. Uh-huh. They've decided now that their slogan doesn't quite fit in with the current environment, no, they've said. I don't even want to ask. Yes. The, the finger licking message has caused concern since the pandemic began. 
Um, so I guess some people complained that it was a health hazard. And I'm thinking, how is that a health ha- hazard to lick your own? Oh, it doesn't say some lick somebody else's fingers. It says lick your own. Let's lick your own fingers. I mean, what, what did Fauci come up and say that 18 herbs and spices are like super spreaders? <laughs> I mean, what is it? I, I mean, how does it licking your own? And if you've fingers. washed your hands, you have nothing to worry about. Uh, somebody says the, um, the, I guess even in an advertisement that they had running, they had to like blur the words finger licking good. Uh, somebody I think might have filed a suit or something saying that the advertisement, um, uh, it encourages bad behavior. See, that's the key bad word. Behavior. Bad behavior. This is why Gavin Newsom shut down bars, but you could still go into Walmart. Because, uh, you know, you might, if you drink, you might be more, it'll lower your inhibitions and you you will be less likely to follow good social distancing. All this makes me want to do is go get some KSV and go, you know, lick the grease off my fingers. Well, but it's just, the, well, yeah, because, because you want to push back and you want to say, just like Maximo Alvarez said tonight, He's like, you know, in America, my father told me one of the great, greatest things about America is that, and he said, my parents wanted me to chart my own destiny, to make my own decisions about things. Exactly. Now it's all about trying to control your behavior. And the human nature is you don't want to be controlled. So yeah, I'm going to go out and get me a bucket and lick my own fingers. But every bit of this is about control. When Gavin Newsom shuts down bars because it might lose your, you might lose your inhibitions. Did he shut down pot shops and CBD shops? Of course not. Of course not. This is, this is, um, and for businesses to be kowtowing to it, this is, and also what I was talking about, you, we don't see anybody on boats coming across anymore. They've, it's like they've no, accepted it. They've accepted it. And Americans are just accepting, just accepting the totalitarianism, the complete control over our lives, telling us where we can go, what we can eat, what we can drink, what we can, what we can do with our fingers, whether or not we can lick our own fingers. It's insane. We got to push back against this because let me tell you, you think we're we you think with thirty million Americans out of work is tough now? You think we're seeing businesses and neighborhoods being destroyed? We had a rest in San Diego last night because of this uh Jacob uh Blake being shot in Kenosha. And by the way, I'm sad for his mom when I see her cry and the dad crying that he's possibly paralyzed. But it let me tell heart. you, he resisted arrest. He fought cops. He refused to stop when he walked away when they told him to. There, I have not found one young black man who's been shot by a cop that didn't get shot after he resisted arrest. And as sad as it may be that he was shot in the back, there must be some responsibility put towards this. There, I'm tired of hearing this conversation. But I guess the message is, is that some black kid who's, been, who's being arrested, by the way, because of, of, a, of a domestic abuse charge that he's been charged with, I guess they just get to punch cops in the face and do whatever they want you know, to do. A word of advice when they tell you to get, get on the it. ground, get on the ground. Exactly. And, it, and, we're, and America is quickly losing our sympathy with this kind of crap. But I blame, I blame people, you know, I'm not only does this Jacob kid, Jacob Blake deserve some to accept some responsibility clearly for putting somebody said to me today, a good friend of mine said, well, it was overkill when you're resisting arrest. I don't have any problem with a cop using lethal force against somebody who's resisting arrest and punching cops and brawling with cops. Don't put a cop in a position to where they have to make that decision. But look at all these riots. They've sent a message to Jacob Blake and others that it's okay to behave that way. And it's wrong.
It's in da- you're endangering everybody's lives when you're pus- pushing that message. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time for night three. Love you all. Peace out. <laughs>